an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Welcome to this podcast edition of Late Night with Seth Myers. Late Night is moving production back to 30 Rock next Tuesday with proper safety precautions. But today, here's Seth's interview from earlier this summer with Paula Pell and John Lutz of the new Quibi show, Mableworth Murders. Then, a quarantine farewell shanty from the infamous sea captain. Now, let's get to the show. Our first guests tonight are two very funny comedians and writers you know from their work on Saturday Night Live and 30 Rock. You also know Paula as one of the stars of AP Bio, which returns... On Peacock this September, their new show, Mapleworth Murders, is currently streaming on Quibi with new episodes released every Monday. Here's my conversation with our good friends, Paula Pell and our very own John Lutz. John and Paula, how are you guys? Hi. Hello. It's uh, so nice to see you both. Uh, The three of us used to all work together at Saturday Night Live as writers. And now, Paula, I'm lucky enough to work with you on AP Bio. And John, you are uh, still a writer on Late Night. Um, and yet, this is your first time as a guest on the show via Zoom. Yes, via Zoom. The way I wanted to do it. <laughs> <laughs> this will not impress any of your colleagues on the writing staff. No, not at all. <laughs> but right, basically, the last thing you did in the studio was a very popular sketch of yours. Yes. Um, there's a thing uh, called where you, uh, you're supposed to look on your phone and look at the last normal photo that happened yeah. uh, before quarantine. And my last photo is from something I did on the show. Um, and it is this. It's Squattle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> And so it uh, should be noted that uh, your last normal photo was already fairly abnormal. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> that is no. also my vaginal sonogram. <laughs> now, Paula, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people had uh, sort of uh, shipping mishaps, uh, mostly because, you know, there's so many more packages being set uh, during quarantine, and then yeah. also the mail is slowing down. But before this started, uh, you had a, um, a shipping mishap with Amazon. Yeah, we've been we've been ordering everything on Amazon, obviously, and uh, that was not sponsored. Um, but we've been ordering constantly, and I'm a little I'm always a little nervous because last right after we finished 
Mapleworth, we finished shooting and I was just thinking, you know, I was going to buy myself a gift for Christmas and, and I realized that all my vibrators had kind of turned they were sort of in the bag and they, they just turned. They had deteriorated from lack of use. So I ordered one on Amazon and I never got it. And then I went home for Christmas and then I had a great Christmas and I came back from Florida to LA and I was sitting one day and it said your, didn't say your vibrator has arrived, but it said your package has arrived. And I looked and it had arrived, but it wasn't in my front stoop, but I couldn't figure it out for like a whole day. I was like, oh, I got to call them. They're wrong, you know? And then I looked on my email and Amazon had sent me a photo of the box, which was on my mother's front stoop in Florida. <laughs> I had sent it to the wrong address with a lot of poinsettias and like a little beagle that says welcome, you know, and it's my artificial schlong in a box. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do? So I called my parents and I was just, you know, like 10 years old, like getting caught doing something bad and like, hey, just by the way, there was some stupid mishap. There's something I ordered. It's just a stupid thing. Uh, just, you know, uh, don't open it. Just put it in another box or put another label on it and just send it. So about a week later, I got it and it was in a completely different box and wrapped <laughs> in Orlando Sentinel newspaper. So clearly they had opened the whole thing up and then lovingly wrapped it. And my mom said something about a shaver. I think she thought it was like a little, a little. Oh, I see. Gotcha. <laughs> She's gonna know now. <laughs> uh, this is also, I will say that the gift you rewarded yourself with uh, post Mapleworth was thematic. Um, there are some uh, vibrator adjacent jokes in the show. Yes. Uh, my, uh, Abigail, my character, Abigail Mapleworth, has a drawer full of neck massagers. Right. And she really sticks to that theory that they are neck massagers for mature <laughs> women, and all mature women have neck massagers when they're stressed out. <laughs> now, John, this is an idea you came up with, and the minute I heard not it... Not the vibrators, it was the, not the vibrators. Not the vibrators part. That was, uh, that was Paula was very kind to add her personal experience to the show. That's in my but, rider. That's on my rider of my country. <laughs> uh, how did you... Uh, how did this idea occur to you, John? Well, it, I was trying to write something for me, and I just had a bunch of writer's block. And so uh, my wife, Sue, Sue Galloway, who you know... Um, said, why don't you just, you should write something for Paula because she's the funniest person we know. Um, and then I went off for like five minutes and came back immediately with this idea because I thought of her, I, just picturing Paula as like a Miss Marple or a, um, or a Jessica Fletcher character just fit perfectly uh, and then pitched it to Paula and it just like all fell into place. It was one of those calls, because sometimes you get a call of like, hey, I was thinking, what if this? And you're kind of like, I'm going to think about that. And, and he called me with that, and I was like, when can we immediately do this? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then and we went the, home at Quibi. And you did find a home at Quibi. And one of the things you also found yourself doing was watching old Murder, She Wrote's. And while they are not, I mean, it's, it's light drama, like the show was never uh, too scary or too dark, but it's also very funny to go back and watch those old episodes. 
Yeah, I, I love I love how um, one one that John and I watched we got hysterically laughing was there you know everything at SNL is like boom 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 and everything in television and everything has got to be under time you know under time and we started watching this episode and she was in a in a in a nightclub with her niece because she has eight thousand nieces in every town and and she she's ordering wine and it was just with this kind of little bit of curious music and she was looking at the menu like. Hmm. I think I'll have a white wine. And then you're just like, what is the clue? Like, what is this going to connect to? No connection whatsoever. It's just, a, they were like, fill the front half of the show. We didn't really have anything. A couple people, a couple special guests fell through. Um, we, we can't, we can't shoot at the Taj Mahal now, so we can't do the remote. So just, just fill it up. We'll be right back with more Paul Appel and John Lutz. John, your character, uh, you are a police officer. Uh, your name is Gilbert Puntz. And that's not the only great name in the show, but Puntz was the name that you've long wanted to find uh, into a television show. Yes. I, I, there's, in the writer's room at SNL, we try to just um, write stupid names to make the other writers laugh. Not you, necessarily. You, it bothers you, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> And then you would <laughs> um, But <laughs> I originally wrote this for uh, David Spade, uh, a character named Kane Punst. Kane. Who was teaching uh, the craft of kissing, and his whole infomercial was just about him trying to get women to come to his workshop to practice kissing. So the name, Gilbert seemed a little more friendly for this character, but Punst has been something that I've wanted to get put somewhere for a long time. You've worked with each other, you've written for each other, maybe not as explicitly written for each other as you have now, um, but you know each other's voice as well. Were there times that you were writing lines that you would only ever write for Paula, and Paula, were there lines that John wrote that delighted you more than others? Yeah, any any writing anything with, with Gilbert's character doing the fun, because John can just do that sort of the the sort of low self-esteem based like misunderstanding and then sort of reiterating and then trying to make sure he's got the right instructions it was such a such a funny game with Gilbert and uh such a homage to sort of a Barney Fife type type thing and um so anytime I wrote anything that was coming out of John's mouth I could hear it like he was sitting on my shoulder <laughs> and same thing with Paula like it's fun to make her like scream when she gets startled, have her go like, what in the squirrels? <laughs> her, her voice just fits right there, yeah. You also, J.B. Smoove is also in the show, uh, also a writer with us back in the day, and then person who is both a uh, joy to write for and a joy to watch improvise, I would imagine. Oh, he's, he's beyond funny. He, he, he's a legend in the, in the uh, pitch meetings at SNL because it would get to him and he would just very leisurely start pitching you know everyone was so nervous in there kind of meeting the host and they didn't have anything loaded up about what's an idea because it's Monday and they've only had like a day and a half to think about it so they're like you know freaking out and then he it would get to him and he'd just have the floor you know he'd just be like yeah it's something like a like a 15 foot grill you know those grills <laughs> I was like a 15 foot gas grill and he would just keep going and people would be dying. And I've also always said about JB that he's the only person I've ever seen audition where Lauren put his head down on the table. He was laughing so hard. 
he had to like put his, at a comedy club and he had to like put his head down on a <laughs> and laugh. And, and Haley Magnus is my niece and she's like six feet tall. It's just a f- wonderful uh, group of eccentric characters. We love it. And, uh, and you guys have taken advantage of the uh, Quibi platform with some, uh, there's some light nudity, which is, uh, you know, I am a great appreciator of. Yeah, we're not going to say who's getting naked. It's either me or John, but let's just say it's a nice set. It's a <laughs> nice heaving set that's revealed. It could also be both of us, Paula. It's- it's both of us. All I know is when we did the scene, we end up both possibly being naked, possibly nipples to the breeze, and we were crying down into <laughs> our bosoms laughing because we, <laughs> we were doing this. And we wrote it so we couldn't blame anyone, that we were just out in the open air with... Um, and this is a thing, uh, you know, now... Up. Now more than ever, which is, I think, a, a welcome change. This is taken very seriously when there's nudity on the set. Oh, yeah. And yet if you both were incapable, uh, because it was self-inflicted, you wrote it for yourselves. Yeah. Um, incapable of taking it seriously. Yeah, we had a whole, we had that whole meeting. Yep. Everybody, we cleared the set of any non-essential people. I was very, very serious at first. And then I take my shirt off to cover Paula. And then that's when she starts laughing at me because she's just looking at my chest laughing. And then it was just the weight of it. Can I compliment your chest? Is that, do I, okay. Have permission. He he just has a really good chest and he's got a nice, you know, hair pattern. And, but I, I don't see it that often. And so I, I just realized in a moment, it was one of those camera moments that just is the focus pull where all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I'm standing out in the cold with like two crew members and a coyote in the back lot of universal watching us stand there naked and uh, (laughs) something, but it's definitely worth, it's definitely worth it to uh, ride that ride the Mapleworth train to get to that part. Uh, you do have an incredible cast, the two of you, uh, JB, Haley, uh, and then a ton of uh, super fun cameos of friends that you guys have made over your two decades in comedy. Yeah, yeah. we got super lucky with everybody who was able to do it. It was awesome. Just a parade of, of heavy hitter, heavy hitter people. Yeah, we had um, Tina and <laughs> Andy Sandberg and... Maya Rudolph. Uh, Maya Rudolph and so Fred well. Armisen. And so well, we can't. Ike Ehrenhold <laughs> and Nicole Byer. And... You've never met any of these people. You barely can remember uh, their names. <laughs> that one that's in that one thing. Um, I we am. Uh, televisions. Uh, oh, you don't. Oh, that's right. You guys are readers. Um, I'm so excited uh, for the show. Uh, Paul, I should also mention, I'm so excited that season three of AP Bio is about to start. Uh, those episodes uh, are fantastic. Uh, that's coming on September on Peacock. And uh, John, I genuinely, I was, we, were, we were busting each other's chops a little before this started. I'm genuinely excited to hopefully see you again soon back at work. Ah, yes. Me as well. All right. I love you both. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Stay safe. Thank you. Stay safe. Mapleworth Murders is currently streaming on Quibi and AP Bio will have all new episodes streaming on Peacock starting September 3rd. We'll be right back. Do you ever feel like you're settling? For your foundation, that is. 
Maybelline's new Instant Age Rewind Eraser Foundation doesn't settle into fine lines and wrinkles. With SPF 20 and moisturizing pro-vitamin B5, this foundation not only provides medium coverage and a natural finish, but also protects and nourishes your skin. And the best part? The blurring sponge tip applicator makes application a breeze. Say goodbye to cakey, uneven foundation and hello to a flawless, radiant complexion. Try our new foundation today and see the difference for yourself at amazon.com slash instant eraser foundation. Tonight ends a run of 68 out-of-studio shows that began in March, shows we did from hallways, garages, attics, and of course here in the captain's quarters, aka my in-laws house. Our remote shows uh, started bumpy, and while they never got totally smooth, I do think they got a little better. And for that, I want to thank, among other people, uh, Matt Parker. I don't know Matt, uh, but when this first started, he made a YouTube video with tips on how late night hosts could better produce shows from home. And I reached out to him and he was an incredible resource. He was so helpful and it was a real reminder of how amazing a place the internet can be when good people use it with kindness. And I do want to thank everybody who watched this show, everyone engaged with us, everyone who voted in our Sea Captain polls, because I have not had a single person in the room with me for any of these shows, uh, but I have never once felt alone. And in these awful, stressful times, that was such an incredible gift. I want to thank my crew in New York who figured this out, my writing staff who didn't miss a beat. I want to thank my many friends who recorded voiceovers for me. And Sea Captain, if it's not too much to ask, could you take us out with a song? Sure thing, Seth. When I find myself in times of trouble. Oh, so, sorry, Sea Captain, we can't, we can't clear that song. Oh, right, right. Well, how about a little sea shanty then? Great. The moon is full, the sea is calm, we're ready to depart. No way to know the ending when you're standing at the start. And for all those lads and lasses Waving at the pier Let this be the last song That they this night shall listen to Oh, goodbye, goodbye I'll see you on the other side For what goes out comes in again Just like the rising tide When life is tough and the water's rough Have a good friend at your side Goodbye, goodbye ah! I'll see you on the other side Oh, this past half year has been severe On that we all agree But I have no doubt we'll make it out If I have you here with me So batten down the hatches, boys And pull your mask on tight I promise there'll be morning If we make it through the night Oh, goodbye, goodbye See you on the other side For what goes out comes in again just like the rising tide It's not the road I would have chose But I sure enjoyed the ride <laughs> Goodbye, goodbye I'll see you on the other side Oh, goodbye Goodbye I'll see you on the other side Side Stay safe Wash your hands Wear a mask we love you. Late Night with Seth Meyers airs weeknights on NBC at 12.35, 11.35 Central. Original music on the Late Night podcast is by the HE Band. Don't forget to follow the handle Late Night Seth on social media and tell your friends to subscribe to the Late Night podcast wherever they get their podcasts.
Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.